Were you ever grounded? No. <laughs> Welcome back to Hate Spinnerbait, the podcast where we hate spinnerbait, but we love access to abortion care. We do. We do love that. Can, can, can confirm. I really, I'm really into it personally. Yes. And Bethany and I, uh, Bethany's from Florida. I lived in Florida for 10 years. I consider it my home. And they have just passed some really shitty laws there. And um, it's very sad. So... That's the theme for the week. We want abortion care for everyone. God damn it. I'm Michael Ann. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bethany. I'm the born and raised Floridian who's really disappointed in my home state right now, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Listen, I'm from... <laughs> We're all fine. I'm from Boston and that's not really great either, so... <laughs> <laughs> We're all just... Tra- and our new states are fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, I love, I love where I live, but it could be better. <laughs> Sorry that we're uh, starting the episode off on a downer this week, but, you know, we just, we had to get it out there. And also, honestly, this episode isn't going to get much better because these chapters are sort of downers. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Listen, it's Saturday morning. It's a gorgeous day out. It's, we're going to, we're going to turn the sadness into joy. I'm drinking out of a really fun 25th anniversary like pink castle mug right now you wouldn't believe that probably from my vibes but or, well you would believe that from the vibes if you've been listening but from <laughs> the start of this episode you'd be like wow she's drinking a pink happy mug right now i couldn't tell but i am i'm at i'm drinking out of my hollywood studios um what is oh, this been there series starbucks bug that i'm I obsessed love the with been there series they're so good i love this I one because everything it has like the um remember at Hollywood Studios when you used to be able to do the like art classes? Yes. That was that was my favorite thing. And they have like a little picture of it on here. So I was like, I need to buy that. Because that doesn't know. exist anymore. No, it doesn't. I I listen, I really love all the great new things that have been brought to Hollywood Studios, but it is crazy like how many things have changed in that park and I don't know. I just wish there was still some space. It's like such a, I mean, it's like the tiniest park and area, mm-hmm. but I wish there was more space to still keep fun things like that. Ding, dang it. And the Osborne lights. It. Bring back the Osborne lights. And the lights. Osborne lights. Everyone get it trending on Twitter. We're doing it. We're going to single-handedly bring back the Osborne lights. Hashtag bring uh, back Osborne lights. Ding, dang it. Someone make it happen. I ding, also dang it have... needs to be at the end of the the hashtag as well yeah please actually put that in the hashtag that would be very important that means a lot to me if we could make that happen i also have speaking of hollywood studios we are going back to o-town 
nobody calls it that. I do. (laughs) (laughs) We're going back to Orlando for my eldest niece, who was at Taylor Swift last night. You get, girl. Two of my nieces were at Taylor Swift last night. And um, we're going back for graduation, which is crazy that I have. I mean, it's my on my husband's side, but I have a niece that's old enough to graduate high school now, and that's crazy to me. But anywho, she is graduating at the end of May, so we're going back to celebrate with her. And we also found Rodeo Roundup, which is the new Toy Story restaurant reservations, which I'm really surprised because I thought it would be impossible to get in there. And we found one for the night that we're driving in, and we're like, yes, we're going. <laughs> so excited. There's a Toy Story restaurant? It just opened, like, last month, I think. It's super cute. So it's all – it's barbecue, like, family-style barbecue. And it's set up very, like, Rodeo Roundup style. But it, it's very, like – when everything I've seen of it so far, it looks a lot like the, you know, Toy Story Mania, like, queue. Like, oh it looks a God. lot like that. My favorite thing, the reason I legitimately want to go eat there, and this is so silly, y'all, but the pens they give you, because of course you're supposed to be the size of a toy, right? So the pens they give you to sign your check at the end of your meal is like a big pencil and you like sign with it. And it's the cutest That's so cute. I'm very excited. Oh my God. I can't wait to go back. I also have a niece who's graduating high school this year in June, first weekend of June. It's fucking crazy. I feel like. I'm a child. I feel like I'm 18. Didn't I just graduate high school? Yeah. No, I graduated high school I feel like 13 it. years ago. <laughs> I was like, it's been a minute and I don't want to think about it because it makes me feel old. <sighs> <sighs> well, with all that, <laughs> well, after 16, I guess, let's, uh, let's do it. Honestly, the way chapter 16 starts is perfect for us. Are you okay? I nodded. I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> If that isn't a whole ass mood. <laughs> Literally. Um, real quick recap where we left off. Oh my god, yes. Here was... I go again. Just trying to jump into the chapter and I forgot what to recap. You're really excited. I am excited. Last thing we saw was Macy quit the library job by just like hopping over the fence. Super iconic moment. And her mom kind of found out that Wes went to jail, so she's like, hold up there, lady. You can't hang out with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a mess right now. Um, but we're gonna get some we're gonna get some scenes coming up here in today's episode. Oh yeah. So that was my half assed recap. But if you guys are with us at this point, you know what's been happening. So Yeah. This is week eighty five of reading the truth about <laughs> Does anyone remember a time before you read the truth about? I'm just kidding. I say that negatively, but as it is very abundantly clear at this point, this is my favorite novel, so I'm a okay. Like, let's drag it out for another three weeks. Honestly, I could talk about it all day. I have so much anger at this mother coming up, y'all. Like, you don't even know. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, so chapter sixteen. Let's do it. So yeah, Delia, where we left off, Delia, basically they finished up a catering event that went way too smoothly. So of course the other shoe had to drop and it was that Delia's water literally broke. So that's where we left off. And so we jump into this chapter where we are now at the hospital and Macy is a little panicky because of course the last time she was at a hospital, it was when her father passed away. So yeah. Yes, Destin does this beautiful thing here right in the beginning of this chapter that I've highlighted where she's like intertwining 
the past and the present through like sensory descriptions that are just like so beautiful. She's like, okay, then I'd been holding a hand too. My father's though had been limp. My fingers doing all the work to hold our palms to each other instead of Bert, who was breathing loudly through his nose while Delia waved him off, annoyed. There had been a paramedic across from me, his hands moving swiftly to attach an oxygen mask and prepare the defibrillator. That's a really hard word to say, y'all. It is a hard word to say. And instead of the wind whooshing past from Wes's open window and Delia on her cell phone calmly making arrangements with Pete and the babysitter, there had been an eerie, scary silence, punctuated only by the sound of my heart beating in my ears. Then a life was ending. Here, one was about to begin. I didn't believe in signs, but it was hard to ignore the fact that someone somewhere might have wanted me to go through this again and see there was another outcome. I love that sentence so much. I think that is so beautiful. <laughs> it, it This whole, oh my gosh, this was so beautiful. I like reread this like four times because I was like, wow, the intertwining of the past. I know it's so good and again one of those moments where it just is so cinematic and you can like picture it like I could picture it as like a movie montage of like going like cutting mm-hmm. back and forth in the past to the present it's just like you're there and it's oh, it's beautiful also I love how she was holding Bert's hand I know <laughs> not Delia's not Delia's it's Bert's and Bert is like trying to be a Lamaze instructor in this moment and Delia's like what the f-? like she's not having it it's so good honestly so good i mean and this continues but i'd have to read this like whole chapter to read the whole thing but it's like (laughs) she's like the memories are everywhere they get to the emergency room and yeah she's basically just like kind of freaking out like she's recognizing that they're here for a good reason but you know that doesn't really matter when you have you know trauma yeah which is totally understandable and yeah the boys are just like being very cool calm and collected because of course they are because they you know, like they've been in the situation before, like Wes is eating all of this junk food from the vending machine. And Macy's like, I don't understand how you can eat right now. And he's like, this takes a long time, which is true. Like labor can take a very long time. So, you know, they've been here before waiting on a baby to be born. And so like, that's what they associate this with. And she's just 100% in her head about the last time she was here with her dad. And it's, yeah, it's like, this is 100% that like immersion therapy like when you're like scared of flying and like you they go and they like okay we're just gonna go sit on a a plane chair we're gonna do that like this is kind of what she's having happening to her in real time like she's back in the exact same emergency room for the first time since her dad passed and she's just kind of having to like deal with it but this chapter is 100% one of those just like beautiful circle of life moments (laughs) it's just so good I want you all to know this great Freudian slip that Michael had before we started recording today. She was talking about tagging us in and she was like, oh, this has nothing to do with Taylor Tessin. And I was like, oh, Freudian slip. And I was like, I love that you just combined the two of them. Honestly, yeah, if only. Like the two women who have written some words that have really just gotten me through life. So seriously. So. Here we are there. Yeah, Wes is just casually eating some vending machine food. Got to keep your strength up. And Macy is now not only is she panicking about the fact that, you know, she's kind of reliving a trauma, but now she's like, shoot, I had my cell phone off all day. I left it in the van. I really should try to get in contact with my mom because I was supposed to meet her to do this whole 4th of July, you know, picnic thing. And I'm now stuck at the hospital waiting for this baby to be born so someone can drive me home. So she decides that she should go try and call her mother. 
and she can't uh, get in touch with her basically and she ends up having to settle to like leave a voicemail. Also, thank goodness that this was baby number two because if not, this labor could have gone on for even longer. Like this is all in all the pretty short labor. Like water breaks, couple hours later, little Avery Melissa is born, which I honestly think is an adorable name and I love that it's familial. Like there's connections to both Pete's side of the family and of course, Melissa, as we know, was Wes and Bert's mom and the namesake for Wish, the catering company. So yeah, so we have little Avery Melissa has been welcomed into the world and born on Sarah Dustin's favorite holiday. So already she's an icon. <laughs> yeah, already she is an icon in the Dustin verse for sure. So little Avery Melissa has been born on 4th of July icon, which Macy does say makes her happy because she's like, oh, this will... Like, she'll always have a celebration on her birthday. True. Also, though, let me tell you the con of being born on the 4th of July. As my parents, as we just were discussing, is wedding anniversaries on July 3rd. And my mom all the time is like, that was a mistake. Because it always makes trying to go away for their anniversary really expensive. Because it's always by the 4th of July. So, Avery, if you're out there and you're trying to ever, like, do something... For your birthday. I mean, the first few years when she's a kid, no biggie, right? You know, she's not going to be traveling. But if she's ever trying to, like, travel somewhere fun, it's going to be more expensive because it's the 4th of July. So, poor Avery. I feel for you. Sorry, girl. You're going to have to drive. Yeah, you have to drive. <laughs> and you're going to have to find somewhere cheap to stay. But that's going to be hard. Um, but, yeah. So, here, basically, Macy, she says here, I felt something ache in my chest. And suddenly, I knew I was going to cry. For me, for my mother for what we'd had taken from us, but also for what we'd given up willingly. So much of life and so much of each other. And yeah, she's just kind of like finally letting herself grieve and seeing this beautiful moment of a mother and a daughter, like a baby just born and, you know, Delia with her. She is talking about, she thinks about, you know, the last time she was in this hospital and she saw her mom come out from talking to the doctor and she was looking for this hope in her mother's eyes like something to say that everything was going to be okay and all she saw was the same like grief-stricken face that was like reflected on on macy herself and this whole next bit i could have just highlighted all of it because it's just beautiful like it's absolutely gut-wrenching and Mm -hmm. beautiful and she does inevitably excuse herself so she can go have a little moment and just sob finally like just let herself cry over over all of this and grieve and and start to kind of um cope I guess you know yeah it's it's a lot for Macy she has to grieve not only her dad's death but also like a part of her mother um, yeah dying as well you know she like doesn't even recognize her almost at this point like she says um she missed her mother who once stared at the ocean who laughed huge belly laughs so much of it like a so much of it was like a pain something throbbing i gulped down some air yeah like oh and and we see like in the next couple chapters too that her ow shit that her mom is just like it's like half dead like you know like emotionally totally Yeah, and Wes comes and finds her as she's, like, having her little moment, and at first she wants to pull away because, like, that's what she does, right? She's fine, just fine Macy, and she finally just, like, lets someone comfort her, which, yeah, sometimes, like, that's all you need is, like, a hug from someone to remind yourself that we're all human in this crazy, crazy world, 
And then I love this part too, where she says, Jalia was right. It was fine. Okay. Expected. This was what you were supposed to do. And it happened all the time. And that just kind of reminds me of last week when we were talking about how so many people like apologize for being upset or something and you need to feel your feelings. And it's like, this happens all the time. This is what makes us human, having emotions. Yes. Like, don't bottle it up. Just let it out, girl. Like, you'll feel better afterward. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, just just cry. And it's so nice that Wes, like, comes and, and like, just holds her and just lets her feel her feelings. I just love Wes yeah. so much. Oh, my God. Y'all so much. Like, he is just uh, the MVP as per usual of just mm-hmm. being an absolute sweet boy. <laughs> All right. So after this, um, they were like, we caught the last of the fireworks and walked out to the van. So she's saying that nothing is weird between her and Wes, because of course it's not, you know, like it's okay for you to cry because you miss your dad. And this is very overwhelming. And he gets that he's also lost a parent. Well, I mean, I guess technically too, because his dad walked out on them. So true. So he might as well be dead. Um, and So then they pull up to the commons, which is where she was supposed to be at six. And she's obviously late. Um, Bert's asleep in the back seat, snoring with his mouth wide open. And I just want to squeeze his little cheekies. Oh, my God. Same. Bert. Bert. I love you. Also, (laughs) y'all, I want you to know that the other day, me and Bethany were Snapchatting with each other. And she had on a Dr. Pepper t-shirt. And I was like, (laughs) this is amazing. (laughs) Bert would be so jealous. He would be. I think he would like to own one himself. Bert, you icon. Dr. Pepper is life. Dr. Pepper is everything. I got Dr. Pepper peeps for Easter, and they're pretty oh my fire. God. I'm not going to lie. I was yeah. going to ask if they were gross, but they're not. They're no, good. they're good. Like, I was concerned because I like both of those things separately. Like, I like Dr. Pepper and I like peeps, but I was like, I do not know how I like them together. But the Dr. Pepper flavor is very subtle. So it's there, but you still get mostly peep and it's good. Like I'm I'm a fan. And my niece, Millie, ate some the other day. She was at my mom's house because my mom watches them. And so she was there and I guess you must have finished her lunch. So she got like they get their like little treat or whatever. So she picked a Dr. Pepper peep. And so she had it and she was like, this tastes just like Dr. Pepper. And my mom knew damn well that she's never had Dr. Pepper because my niece has never had soda, period, in her life. And so she goes, how do you know, Millie? Have you ever had Dr. Pepper? And she goes, well, no. <laughs> like, how do you know? But it was so funny. So she sent me a Snapchat of Millie and she was like, Millie, what did you just say? And I was dying laughing. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, Mills, my you're God. so funny. This tastes just, just like it. <laughs> I love kids. They're so funny. But yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's not, I like them. They're pretty good. I will say. Now I want to try them. Yeah, I would. I'd recommend. <laughs> so she's now, you know, they've driven. They're in the van. Wes is, or sorry, Wes isn't snoring. Bert is snoring in the back. Wes is driving her and he very smartly kind of gives her, he drops her off like a block away from where she needs to be so she can kind of have that little walk. She says she kind of needs it because she has to go face her mom. And she's feeling, like, brave. Like, she wants to go and, like, she's just going to talk. She just had this whole, like, emotional catharsis. And she really was missing her mom in the hospital. And she just wants to go see her and and lay it all bare, you know? So she gets there. She walks over and 
Deb, <laughs> Deborah, Deborah, Deborah is just not having it. And she just shuts Macy down real quick. And she's just like, we're not discussing this here. Go home, get changed. We'll talk later. And she, Macy says here, you know, all these different people are, you know, trying to get her attention just like at that breakfast when she wanted to talk to her mom and all these people are calling and she's giving them their full attention she can't give her daughter her full attention same thing is happening here her mother hosted this fourth of july event all these people are like great event zebra oh what about this zebra oh what about that and she's giving them their her full attention but she's paying macy no mind so she says i watched her as she listened to them giving her full attention nodding all the things she hadn't for even one second done for me straight to the heart and then this whole next paragraph i just have to read as well because it's so good she says i walked home stole in shock and went up to my room as i passed my mirror i stopped seeing my shirt was untucked my jeans had a barbecue sauce stain on them my hair and face were all must and wild from crying i looked different absolutely even if i hadn't been able to explain it all that had happened showed on my face where my mother had seen it instantly get changed she said which was ironic because all i'd wanted to tell her was that i already had which also just makes me so sad that, like, you know, Macy talks all the time about she, you know, smooths her part in her shirt when she comes home and she feels like she can't be her true authentic self. And her mother clearly sees her and sees that, like, she's probably had an emotional night from the way Macy just describes her, you know, appearance. And her mother's first response to her is get changed. Like, what a bitch. I'm <laughs> just not going to say it. <laughs> I know. Like, what? Come on, lady. Really? Like, show some goddamn empathy. Like, jeez. I know. She has become so obsessed with um outward appearance. Like, she has become so obsessed with what people think about her on the outside. She's not even thinking really about what her life is really like at home with her daughter who's been clearly struggling and we see like this beautiful kind of like explosion from Caroline in a few chapters but that basically writes this all out but it's like she is obsessed with like pretending she's fine and pretending Macy's fine and not dealing with anything and it's that's detrimental to yourself to your relationship with your daughter to everything I mean it's not good yeah definitely Definitely a big yikes for me. <laughs> a big, it's a big yikes. It's it's just like, it's like I want to have compassion because she lost her husband suddenly. I'm sure that was absolutely bananas. Like, I can't imagine that. Um, but, and I don't have a kid. So it's like, I, I feel like, am I being kind of mean to her? But I don't know. It's like, you gotta, at some point, like, sit with yourself and be like, is this what I want things right. to look like? Do I want my 17 year old daughter to be like, have a stick up her ass and be so nervous to make any mistake in front of me. And like, it, it's, it's go to therapy people. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And again, kind of rereading this chapter, you know, this next little bit, Carolyn talks her through, you know, because she's about – because Caroline was the wild child, right? So she's had many, you know, sit-down-with-mom disciplinary talks. So she's kind of talking Macy through, like, how to handle it. And she says, like, her first response is going to be, like, was there not a phone? You can always get to a phone. Like, I was worried. And so part of me is, like, okay, I understand she was probably very worried. Like, her daughter's always shows up on time for things. She hadn't heard from her all day. And Jason, you know, this next little bit, she's kind of talking about the fact that because she had her phone off – 
Jason shows up at the info desk. She has just quit and fantastic flair. And so then he can't get in touch with her. So he ends up talking to her mom. And so her mom's probably been worried sick all day. So I have compassion in that sense that her mother was worried about her all day. But still, like, you think part of you then would be relieved when your daughter finally shows up to this stupid 4th of July event that you threw that you'd be like, Macy, thank God you're okay. Like, don't do that to me again. Like, yeah, you have a little talk later. That's like, hey, next time, pick up a phone and call me. But overall, like, I think once the explanation, which is unexpectedly my boss went into labor and I had to go to the hospital and whatever, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a good excuse. Like, ugh, just, yeah, she. Right. She's something. It's very similar to um, the episode of Gilmore Girls when Dean and Rory fall asleep on the yes. yoga mats in Miss um, Patty's uh, dance studio. And yep. Lorelai flips the fuck out on her. And it's really only because Emily was there and was able to pass judgment. And she took yep. it out on Rory. Um, and it's very similar. It's like, you know that she wasn't doing anything wrong. You know that this is a good reason for her not to be there but at the same time she made a mistake she didn't call she had her phone off and she just flips out flips out and rory didn't deserve that hate (laughs) no rory didn't deserve rory didn't deserve that hate um but later on maybe (laughs) (laughs) she does deserve some hate she does deserve some some things being said in her direction Ugh, Rory. <laughs> oh, Rory. But in that instance, I was on her side. And I, again, yeah, I understood Lorelai's concern for her daughter. But you're totally right. She was mostly upset because Emily was there and, like, it made her look bad. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So then it's the, is it the next day or the same day? I think it's the next day. Yeah. The, like, next morning when Caroline is giving her, like, the little pep talk while she's, like, rigorously brushing her teeth before she goes downstairs to like face the music <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah she's like sit and listen don't nod don't smile um you have to apologize but don't do it right away you know she's like i feel like my sisters have given me this talk to like okay so you're about to get in trouble um <laughs> this is what you're gonna want to do and um it's nice to have an older sibling who can be like okay i've been here and I, I'm going to help you out a little bit, even though then you get into the moment where they're yelling at you and you're just like, ah, I know nothing can really fully prepare you for no. that. Yeah. She thinks she's as prepared as she can be, but mom comes in and she lays down the law real hard. And even Caroline was like, that's worse than anything I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's like, like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say she, like, is grounded now. She can't work her catering job anymore, period, her mom says. I don't know why that just, like, triggers me. I get, like, so triggered. I'm, like, still a teenager. Like, shut up, mom. But she's like, (laughs) (laughs) you will not be catering anymore, period. And you're going to be working for me at the model home, handing out brochures Monday through Saturday nine to five monday through saturday yeah that part really gave me pause like all of this punishment is terrible but i was like you're literally only gonna give your high school aged daughter who's on summer one day off a week like get the fuck out of here (laughs) isn't there like child labor laws for this like what what do you mean monday through saturday nine to five 
Are you kidding? Big no. So, yeah, she's like, Saturday's the busiest day, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she's like, I don't want you to see your friends from the catering anymore. Uh, you need to get your shit together, which is so unfair. But, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. Her mom is just like. Gives her a curfew of eight o'clock again. It's yeah. summer and she's working nine to five every day. So that gives her like basically no freedom. No. I would have like lost my goddamn mind if someone would have given me this as a punishment. Like, were what? you ever grounded? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good sweet angel child. I was never grounded. I had like a, I mean, every kid basically has a curfew. And also just like when you get your license statewide, there's like a curfew. Like if you're only 16, you can only like be driving out so late. Like I think it varies state by state, but I think in the state of Florida, it was like 11. So or like I had a curfew and stuff, but I, yeah, I never got grounded. I never like broke curfew. I never didn't call or anything like that. I was an angel child. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been grounded <laughs> and it was not fun. Um, I really times. don't think, I think like maybe once Sarah was like, quote unquote, grounded, but I really don't think any of us like me or my sisters were ever grounded like we really were very good kids <laughs> and also like yeah. my parents weren't like big like my dad as I mentioned before I get my temper from my dad my dad's a very like emotional man but like yeah like my dad would like yell at us sometimes like if we like worried him or upset him or whatever because again he's just like super passionate but other than that, like, we never really punished. Like, my parents were always, like, pretty understanding at the end of the day if, like, something – if, you know, like, something like this would have happened, like, my parents would have been, like, oh, my God, we were so worried. Don't do this. Don't do that to us again. But they wouldn't be, like, you're grounded. Like, they'd be, like, mistakes happen. Like, you're a kid whose brain is still growing. Like, again, my mom worked in, like I've said before, you know, early childhood education her entire life. So I think she was very understanding of, like, kids are dumb and they make dumb mistakes sometimes. <laughs> Like, that's part of growing as a human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so she grounds her. She's like, you, you can't leave. You, you got to be home by eight. Um, absolutely insane. Just didn't isn't listening to her at all. Doesn't give her any grace. Doesn't give her any understanding. Is just like, this is it. Good luck. Um. So then she leaves um, and then Caroline comes down the stairs and she's like, damn, that's pretty bad. Hopefully she'll ease up. And um, Macy says, but she wouldn't. I knew that already. My mother and I had an understanding. We worked together to be as much in control as our shared world as as much in control of our shared world as possible. I supposed to be her other half. I w oh, my God. Megalan. I need like another cup of coffee. I was supposed to be her other half carrying my share of the weight in the last few weeks. I tried to shed it and doing so sent everything off kilter. So of course she would pull me tighter, keeping me in my place because doing so meant she would always be sure somehow of her own. That's also very common, like Jessen thing where the mom kind of puts like her entire identity and like emotional well-being onto her young child and then the daughter is like feeling that pressure 
so much throughout like the story um would be interesting to talk to sarah about that directly yes and we will <laughs> and we will we will let me tell you do you I think told- like sarah will be okay if we like i don't want to ask her like anything super personal but i'd be like girl what was your relationship like with your parents <laughs> i'm dying to know. like either it was so good that she like wrote about this to be like because like she was so curious what it would be like to like have an unhealthy relationship with your parents or she herself had an unhealthy like you know what i mean like it's it's either one or the other but i'm not sure which one it is <laughs> and the thing is like it's this kind of relationship i feel like or maybe i'm just living in my own head here but like i feel like this kind of relationship especially back here like in the early 2000s and the 90s was very common for like yeah like it wasn't common for mothers and daughters to be friends necessarily um i think that is more so common now but like boomers weren't raised like that um so if you're raised by a boomer chances are you weren't raised like that you know obviously conditions apply so i feel like that's just like such a common it would be really interesting to see if that was Sarah's, um, like, experience yeah. or not. Yeah, for sure. I also think that's such a warped thing. And I know that that is, like, such a, a boomer mentality because that's how they were raised, that it's, like, your parents are the authority figure and they put food yeah. on the table and then, you know, when they say jump, you say how high. And I just can't imagine that. Like, that's – I don't know why anyone ever thought that that would be a healthy way to raise children. Again, the fact that we – the way we treat children sometimes, like they are second class human beings, mm-hmm. baffles me. Like I work with children now all day, every day, and kids are the effing best, man. Like they're so cool. <laughs> and I don't know why people ever like act like they're terrible. Like, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. think it's weird. I also think it's weird. Like there's that whole like wine mom culture. Like now in social media, there's like this performative act to be like, mommy needs her me like yes I think all people not just mommy but all human beings need me time like we need time to recharge and I 100,000% believe in self-care but it's this weird thing of being like my children have driven me crazy all week and do I think that having children is 100% difficult yes 100% but don't have children if all you're ever going to do is complain about them I think it's the weirdest performative act that people go on social media all the time and are just like children have driven me to drink this much wine today and I'm like shut up why did you have them then like that's so not cool and that's it's on the internet forever so when they are old enough to watch and understand they're gonna know that basically you hated them like what right (laughs) right up a wall (laughs) I know it's like yeah I I don't I mean I don't want kids because I know that I do not want to live that life but I mean if that's who you are as a person you know know that don't procreate be like me exactly like it's like so fine to not want children like it's so fine like and there's so many so many valid reasons to not want them but then don't have them (laughs) like Mm -hmm. know that about yourself and don't have them if you have any doubts don't have them (laughs) but if you do love them (laughs) bringing it back to like the abortion conversation like if there's no access to healthy to healthy to safe abortion care and you're forcing people to have children they don't want, how do you think that's going to go for that child throughout their life? Like, do you think a child from a mother who didn't want them and wasn't ready for them is going to like thrive? Because 
no, like that. The kid's gonna know their whole life they weren't wanted. The kid's gonna know their whole oh, life. Yeah. And if the mother is like financially struggling, like maybe she did, you know, let's say hypothetically she did want a kid and she just wasn't in the right place in time, but she didn't have access to abortion, so she had to have it. It's like okay, so then you have a mom who's like reluctantly doing this, like does want, did want it eventually, but you know, like you're not thinking about anything when you're making these strict abortion laws except for control like upholding the patriarchy upholding um white supremacy and you know the christian mindset which is just a bunch of bullshit i mean the christianity mindset in politics is just Mm -hmm. to keep white straight men like in power but But here i go again (laughs) there she goes it's it's time we really need like a jingle for every time we bring it from when my clan brings it into how christianity ruined america which i mean she's not wrong but but i just feel like we need a jingle because it always comes back to that that's our thing like on your wrong about it's like it was capitalism all along our thing is always it was christianity all along (laughs) that was that's what ruined it but yeah Mm. i mean it's been said before and i'm just reiterating what thousands of smarter people have said before me but has nothing to do with the children they don't give a damn about the children if they did they put more you know into head start they'd ban ar-15s they do whatever yeah, they actually yeah. gave two shits about children they don't they just want to control women's bodies and it's just it's so obvious like it's so obvious and it's just painful <laughs> but obviously we have a lot of feelings about that. yeah i yes. just hate i just hate when people shout from the rooftops think of the children think of the children but they're not thinking of the children like stop stop no. with it just stop no, we keep defunding education. We are letting kids die. We don't give a shit about like water quality. Like, are you kidding? Like, look at where Florida is in like the education system in America. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that South Carolina is like close to the the bottom, and it, like it's just you're not you're not thinking of, like they're that's bullshit. I mean, that's just bullshit. Don't even pretend. But don't worry, they won't be able to talk about periods or gay people in school. So it's fine. Um. Oh, yeah. God forbid. God for fucking bid your teacher, your female teacher has a wife. Like, good, good God. That's that's what's going to really just ruin their childhood. Anyways. Anyway, we could go on about this. We could have a podcast about this. So we just seem to. We just need to get to chapter 17. We're doing this, uh, the world, it frustrates me sometimes, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We have Sarah Dessen and just, uh, it's, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. All right. So chapter 17, this starts basically her grounding experience where she's just her mother's like right-hand woman. Mm-hmm. She was saying, you know, it's 6.15 on the nose. They're finishing up dinner. She said that for the first few days of her punishment, she was trying to go completely like cold shoulder, not talk to her at all. That didn't really do anything. So now she's keeping her answers to a minimum. She's like, you know what? Mm -hmm. If we're having a conversation, I'll respond, but I'm not going to start one. And I I keep my responses short, which I think honestly is nice. She says here, which again, this is just where I get so heated at this mother – She says, my mother had to know I was unhappy, but it didn't matter. All she cared about was that I was her Macy again, the one she'd come to depend on, always with an earshot or reach. Um, And then she says, I was just where I was supposed to be. And I and I was I was also miserable. And I was like, Mm -hmm. again, 
what what kind of mother are you if like she you know macy straight up says she has to know i'm unhappy but she's okay with it because i'm her good little daughter again and i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be terrible Mm -hmm. just terrible and heartbreaking it is and yeah this just kind of continues for a little bit that she you know is is going through the motions i guess really that she's showing up and doing what she's supposed to do and she's just kind of miserable and she like goes out onto her roof and thinks about Wes basically yeah (laughs) which like girl same if I was depressed I too would think about Wes to try Mm -hmm. to get my mood up (laughs) same sometimes I do (laughs) yeah sometimes Um, sometimes I do (laughs) um yeah and he's calling her too and he's like it could be worse and she's like oh really how and she's like well he's like oh it could be forever and he's like it's okay it'll go fast like don't worry about it like Wes is being super supportive like Wes isn't like oh you can't hang out anymore bye um right like still trying to talk to her still trying to get in contact of course Christy is also calling her um Christy has a new boyfriend that she's like obsessed with named Baxter such an interesting name such an interesting name um but she says they didn't talk about their truth game her and Wes they just kind of chilled um yeah she she says it's like on hold until they get to see each other face to face Mm -hmm. she said she was bored sad lonely then she says she like finally cracked because she's been doing the same thing every day chicken and salad for dinner only talking to her mother every single day the dinner's at six and then that's another thing you have to have dinner with your mom at six so what do you have like an hour of free time like that's insane but then she gets home from her monotonous life and there's an email from none other than Jason <sighs> because uh, he's like, hey, Macy, um, my grandmother had a stroke and it's been really hard for me and I am, um, but I, I realized that I, I haven't been like nice to you. It was like, kind. it's like kind right. of nice. Like he's like, He's like, I understand that I treated you like shit. Like now that I can see it from like a direct, like now that my grandmother is like dying and I'm devastated, I can like understand that I wasn't very nice to you. Like while you were grieving your dad, but um, also like ultimately this is self-serving. Like it's all about him. Like he's like, it would be really nice if you could support me through my grandmother dying, um, even though I did jack shit to support you for your dad dying yeah part of me is like this email is is nicer than the other emails she's got and i like that he's kind of like having an epiphany that he was a shitty boyfriend but at the same time i'm like hold on hold on hold on so it's taking you going through something for you to realize again like you had no empathy like you couldn't put yourself in someone else's shoes before like now that my grandma had a stroke i understand but back in the day the fact that you knew her dad had died never like that didn't compute to you like you're supposed to be smart you dumbass (laughs) right right so after she gets this email she's like you know what fuck this i'm leaving and she goes to sweet bud dry um she says that wes and bert's house is dark so she drives by um delia's house and she just kind of like stares in their window to like see them you know living their lives and she said it's sort of sad because it feels like she never existed and that she doesn't matter to them at all which is so sad um yeah 
And also very untrue, but it's yeah. hard to like tell yourself that like when you go in one of those spirals. Right. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very familiar with this feeling. <laughs> very familiar. <sighs> also, when she goes by Weston Bird's house, she sees like Wes's workshop, you know, like in his garage is where he does all his sculptures. And no spoilies, but I put that she sees this one piece and I just put eek by it because I know what it's going to become, but she doesn't know. I <laughs> don't remember, but I saw this and I was like, oh, this is going to become something for her You're because like, this, is, this is coming back. Yeah. But yeah, it's this like very much in the beginning stages work in progress piece and it means nothing to her right now, but it's gonna. I can't wait. <laughs> So she goes to Christy and Monica's and she sees Bert and he's going on a date with Lisa Joe that he met at the Armageddon Social. I love that. I, love I also that love that me. name. Lisa Joe. That's adorable. It is adorable. And I love that like Macy says a female Bert. And I'm like, I love that he found a person who mm-hmm. is into his weird mega tsunamis and Armageddon stuff. Adorable adorable i love that for him so christy's out with her boyfriend so macy's trying to talk to monica but you know monica (laughs) is not chatty she's not chatty at all Mm -mm. so she leaves and when she is by the lakeview mall shout out um she sees west across the street so she pulls over in front of Milton's Market. Another shout out. Hey, I know we can two be- back to back. I love it. No, and she's like, they just start chatting, and he's being kind of sketchy. Like he's like, um, I'm not really working, but I have a bunch of stuff to do. And she's like, oh well, can I join you? And he's like, um, no think so and he's very nervous and she is like oh okay well then whatever um she kind of shuts down she's like yeah and she's like okay well uh jason emailed me so i'm gonna go home and answer that and she kind of just like blows him off and she's like he wants to get back together and wes is like uh do you want to get back together and she's like i don't know maybe because she's shutting down she's putting up her walls Mm -hmm. she's being defensive And then she leaves and she kind of regrets this a minute later. Um, So she goes looking for him and she sees, she goes to world of waffles because she's like, of course he's at world of waffles. I know that's where he is. So she walks in and she sees him talking to presumably Becky. And I wrote Becky sounds hot in a spooky way. (laughs) (laughs) She's skinny, angular, with a short haircut. Um, she had on a thin black tank top, a rosary necklace, and dark red lipstick. Like, she's very, like, hardcore. Yeah. I like her vibes. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. I'm like, mm, do I want you with Wes? No, because I want my girl Ma- Macy with Wes. But I'm like, Becky sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would like a story about Becky. I want to know why yeah. she has a rosary necklace. Like, Right. I want to know her story. I want to know her deal. So... She just assumes here that they're, like, getting back together. And so she just, like, flips out in, 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 internally. And she just gets back in her car and she's gone. 
She's like, okay, they're back together, whatever, I'm done. Again, walls fully back up, shutting down emotionally. This is what happens when your mother doesn't try to understand you. Mm-hmm. It makes you a little, yeah, easily puts her walls back up. And I was like, no, Macy, you were, you were so on the right path. You, like, took your yoga mat and you were kind of being a little rebellious and sneaking out and not telling your mom you were going. And you went to go meet up with Wes and then one little bump in the road. I mean, I totally understand why she's interpreting it the way that she is. Like, he was being really weird. Usually, if he was, like, working, like, going to get sculpture pieces, like we've seen in the past – he invites her along. So I think it's sort of like, I see where her, you know, which obviously he's going to meet up with Becky. He doesn't want her to tag along to that. Cause that would be weird, but you don't know why he's meeting up with Becky. It, it might be to break things off with her girl. Like don't automatically spiral because I'm pretty sure here in chapter 18, it mentions that he tries to call her a couple of times and she ignores him because again, she's in full on walls are back up mode. But if the boy went and met up with Becky and then is still trying to call you the next day, um, he ain't into Becky. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. It sounds like that was a goodbye dinner. It sounds like yeah. he was saying a lot to her and she was listening intently. So he was probably explaining like, we have, we're not, we can't be together anymore. It's been too long and I care about you and blah, 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 doing that whole thing. And it yeah. sounds like Becky was just being mature about it and agreeing. And Yeah. Uh, Macy just absolutely jumps to a million conclusions. I also want to keep calling Macy mm-hmm. Willow. <laughs> That's my dog's name. <laughs> oh That's God. a great name. Chapter 18. Let's do it. For weeks, my mother had been concerned about me. Now it was my turn to really worry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're getting closer to the townhomes and closer to the gala. And her mother is just like absolutely work machine she's not eating she's not sleeping and of course macy who had a parent die of a heart attack is very concerned yes <laughs> uh needless to say about her mother and the fact that she is like not taking very good care of herself yes and yeah it's just it's it's pretty bad and there's the one caterer that she's trying to talk to and he's not giving her a lot of information rothka mm-hmm. um i love i love him he's great too and like we we barely get any of him but at this like little glimpse into him in this chapter i'm like this guy sounds like a character and i love him uh but yeah she basically tries to kind of go to her mom with her concerns and her mom is like oh it's always like this when it gets really close to you know like i don't know launch is that the best way to kind of describe yeah. this and she's like oh it always gets this way and she says something about how um i mean i'm skipping ahead a little bit but she says uh, even on days like this when I'm sure it's going to, going to kill me. And so she's like, mom, don't even say that. And she's like, oh, it's, it's just an expression. Like, you know, it's, I'm fine or whatever. But it's like, no, like your daughter is legitimately worried about that. Please don't say that. Like just jokingly, like very, you know, casually to her because she's very stressed. Right. Like, and she's probably even more hyper aware. Cause she's like, I didn't notice the signs with my dad. And then all of a sudden I found him right. dead on the ground. So like, I can't imagine like what this is doing to Macy, honestly. But I also want to mention just real quick, this is so random, but they installed marble tubs in yeah. the townhomes. And I'm like, these are high class townhomes. What the hell? Very fancy. 
I mean, I know they they keep saying that they're like higher end townhomes, but still in this chapter when they said that, I was like, oh, these are like some real rich people townhomes. This is like marble tubs. Why get here? No marble tubs. Like what? What? I've never seen a marble tub in my life. No, I can't even. How pricey? How heavy would that be to like put into? Like I can't even imagine. Jeez, marble tub. Oh no. Wow, I wish I had money. (laughs) Same. Pretty much every day I wake up and I'm just like, my life would be a little bit better if I had a little bit more money. (laughs) If I could just get like $30,000 just like handed to me, that would be really helpful. Chapter 18. Yeah, she's having issues with uh, her caterer, Rafka. He's very, very much a chef. He's very much a chef. He... It has insane hours. He never answers the phone. Um, he has really high standards and he's not communicating with her like mother at all. And her mother's like, okay, I'm buying this. So I need to know what will be on the menu. And he's like, I am an artiste. <laughs> and so she's getting frustrated with him. And then we kind of find out that Macy has been messaging Jason back, but it hasn't really been a priority. She'll write him back when she feels like it. Um, she'll sometimes leave him on like red quote unquote for like a couple days before she decides to answer him. And she just doesn't really care. Like she's doing it, but she just is like, doesn't really care. Which is what he deserves, honestly. Yeah. Basically she's like, he, you know, he only wants me now. She said, I wondered if it was really because he cared about me or if now I was just another challenge. And I think it is that you are just another challenge for him now, but it's also that he's like, oh, I need you to be my therapist when my grandmother's dying. Yeah, those are both fair points, I think. Yeah. that's a, That sums it up nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Christy is in love with this boy, Baxter. She says that he's extraordinary, which is so cute. I drew a little heart next to that. Yeah, she is definitely swooning. Mm-hmm. And she's not talking to Wes. She's ignoring all his calls. Girl, which is, why? Don't do it. You're only hurting yourself. Just communicate, people. What is so oh. hard about just Carmiona Carter? That's so important, honestly. Ugh. It's so good. It's so important. So, so then it was Friday, and Mom is not doing good. And she is yelling at contractors like and he's like, okay, so the weather and she's like, the weather is something that you as a professional who deals with it as a factor in all jobs should take into consideration when submitting a bid for work. And it's like, I mean, you're not wrong, but you could say it a little nicer. Like she's like, it's summer, it rains. And I'm like, accurate, yes, but (laughs) yes. It does rain, but you don't know how much. You can't tell the future. Like, you know. Even meteorologists are not good at predicting it. So, do you expect a contractor to be good at predicting it? No. Right. So, it's it's just silly, but she's just at a breaking point. She's so stressed. Um, I wrote, oh, Deb. (laughs) Oh, Deb. So then the guy leaves and he's pissed, obviously, because he just got yelled at for no reason. He can't control the weather. And she's like, will you please bring me water? So she goes in there. She brings water. And 
she asks Macy if she's okay. Oh, no, no, no. Macy asks her if she's okay. And she's like, I'm fine. No worries. Um, oh, yeah, this is when she was like, uh, even on days like this, I'm sure it's going to kill me. Which is like, I'm like why would you say Mom, that? <laughs> come on, lady. Get come it. on. What do you do in here with us? So... So then it was 4.45 and she was really excited because she could leave soon. And then her sister walks in and Rafka calls at the same time. Yep. So this is where the shit hits the fan and it's This is where the shit hits the fan. And you know what? Good for Caroline, dude. In the last episode, I said that Caroline doesn't understand her mother as well as Macy does, but that's not true like caroline right here is like uh tells her exactly what's what yeah because she's like the the beach house is uh ready um we're going there on the eighth or the ninth or whatever and her mom's like absolutely not i'm starting a new project right after the townhomes are done and i'm not going it's impossible caroline flips out she's like i cannot believe this and she's her mom says caroline you have to understand and she said no this is for, this is work and for you it's never done you promised me we take this vacation and i've killed myself getting ready on time so we could all have this week together as a family you said you'd be done but you're never done all this summer it's been about these stupid town ta- townhouses and two days after they open you're breaking ground for something else god you're, you'll do anything to avoid it she's like avoid what caroline's like the past our past i'm tired of acting like nothing ever happened of pretending he was never here, of not seeing his pictures in the house or his things, just because you're not able to let yourself grieve. And then, you know, mom gets defensive, obviously. Ugh, this whole bit is just so good. I could have highlighted all of it, honestly, because all of it is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. I wrote like, wow. That's <laughs> um, She's like, and then she like, Basically, Caroline calls her out for, like, not taking care of herself and then not taking care of Macy. And her mom's like, Macy's fine. And Caroline's like, no, she's not. Um, Have you ever, have you even been paying attention to what's been going on with her? She's been miserable since dad died, pushing herself so hard to please you. And then this summer, she finally finds some friends and something she likes to do. But then one tiny slip up and you take that all away from her. And she's like, this has everything to do with what we're talking about. I could I could see the change in her and I was barely here. She was happy and she was starting to live her life again and it scared you. You think you're so strong because you never talk about dad. Anyone can hide. Facing up to things, working through them, that's what makes you strong. Ugh, it's like standing ovation for that, Caroline. Yeah. Honestly, that is... Oh, yes. I, that is what I've wanted this mother to hear. I don't know if she's hearing it, if she's able to accept hearing that right now. But she desperately needed to hear that. And I love that what Caroline said is so true. She's like, I was barely here and I could see these yeah. changes. You're with her 24-7 and you had to have seen that she was finally happy. And now you've stripped that from her. And that's, uh, and yeah, I just love the the part where she's like, you think you're so strong, like that whole bit. And mm-hmm. it's true. Like anyone can hide. Anyone can do whatever. Like it's, you know, letting yourself feel those feelings is is so much stronger, I think, you know, in my opinion. And I love that she just like absolutely calls out her mom's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. As you said, 
<clears throat> her mom needed to hear this. I don't know if she's going to really think too much about it yet or if she's going to continue shutting down for a while. Um, but basically, you know, their mom doubles down. She's like, I'm not going to the beach house. Caroline wanted them to go that night just to see it, just have dinner. And she's like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going on that vacation. I'm not doing it. Um, and then she leaves and goes back to her office. And Caroline cries, obviously, and leaves. Which, yeah, I would have done the same. I, I also, like, really do feel bad for Caroline here because her mom did say, like, she did, uh, you know, we joke around that, like, Caroline has, like, this cush life where she, like, what, what, how nice it would be to just be able to, like, go renovate the beach house because you've got mm-hmm. the time and the money and the resources. And, yes, all of that is very true. But she did put a lot of effort into it this summer, and she did spend money and take the time to do all of this. And her mother promised her that she would have this week. And then to put all that time and effort into something and have your mom be like, actually, no, I didn't say that. And no, I can't do that. Like I would have lost my absolute mind as well. So I was like, first of all, go off. Yes. And second of all, like I really do feel for her here and I feel for Macy and I feel a little bit for the mom maybe because she can't quite, you know, let herself grieve yet and stuff. And and that does make me sad for her, but mostly I feel for her daughters who a, she's made one miserable and B she, promised something to the other one and is now like walking that promise back mm-hmm <sighs> Deborah. and Deborah, then Deborah, Deborah. macy sees the sign new phases coming soon come change with us and that's just like a slap in the face because she's like yeah the neighborhood's changing but my mother's also changing but in a very bad negative way and it's yeah. not good things are not good um But when she gets home, there's another Easy Products. And honestly, this sounds like a pretty nice yeah. product. I'm into the it's Easy like, Key. I'm into the Easy Key. I, I want one. I would, well, I don't have a lot of keys anymore, but it'd be nice. True. And this is where a little, a little fate steps in, potentially. Mm-hmm. Because what has happened? Well, Rothka has quit. And every other catering yep. company is booked for next Saturday, which in fairness, yeah, this is very short notice to suddenly have to get an entire new catering company for an event happening soon. So her mother calls Macy and is like, hey, I need you to do a number for me. And so Macy's like, OK, like, let me get the phone book. And she's like, no, I, I'm certain you know this number. And she wants to call Delia because she needs a last minute catering company and maybe this is a way to get wish and their entire crew back into her life and we've only got three chapters left y'all and things so many things to wrap up and it's so exciting and yeah again thank you rothka for quitting last minute because this could lead to some good things you're you're a legend sir we appreciate you yes i am really excited for the next three chapters i want to read them immediately but i like to be fresh before we record so i like to wait but um i love these chapters i think we're starting to see some really big change coming for macy and her mom um i'm really excited to see a couple things we're waiting for we're waiting for this mysterious piece of art that wes is making we're waiting for macy to open her present from her dad yeah we are waiting for some big moments so i'm excited to see them 
Um, Will Monica say more than just don't even? Stay tuned, y'all. <laughs> stay tuned. You might. Oh. Um, in the meantime, we have merch that's live right now. We have t-shirts. We have mugs. We have a tote bag, which is very popular. Tote bag was a big seller. Yeah, so. that makes me happy. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. Um, and you can buy that. We have our link in our Instagram bio. We're at hate spinnerbait pod on Instagram. Um, you can join our Patreon so we can talk about the books together or whatever else. If you want to talk about Taylor Swift, we're here for that because her and Joe broke up reportedly. And I mean, is Midnight's a breakup album? Yeah, maybe it might be. It, there's definitely some hints that yes. Y'all, you don't even mm-hmm. know. It was like I was at my parents and I had my watch on. My phone was like across the room. And all of a sudden I get a text from my clan that's like breaking news. And I see and I literally gasped out loud and ran to the other room to get to my phone so I could respond. <laughs> like it was like it was a big deal. <laughs> like honestly. Yeah. And then I just spent like the entire day on TikTok, like listening to people's like theories and the the coolest thing about Taylor Swift fans is how in depth they go into her lyrics. Like, what do you mean we don't need English classes? Yeah. This is what English classes teach you is like this close reading, this research. Like, it's it's fascinating to me. But I am convinced that they've been broken up for a while and Midnight's was their breakup album. I've been convinced. So I I think so. I because I, I was like, I think they definitely broke up at least before this mm-hmm. tour. Like, I think she's been broken up this entire tour. I don't know exactly how long. Like, I don't know if it's exactly before Midnight's and this is a breakup or what. But I think I'm in agreement that it's been at least a hot mm-hmm. minute. I think my theory or the theory I've stolen from people on the internet is that he, that she was too famous. And he was like, I don't, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. And she was like, well, my career is like my passion so if you can't do this with me then i guess that's it um which is really sad which i think is but probably likely which is yeah but i mean taylor was taylor swift was born to be a performer she was born to like like i was watching the reputation studio tour on netflix and i'm like she was made for this like this is if -hmm. you can't support her through her passion like then you're not the right guy or person exactly because i'm holding on to hope that taylor is secretly queer <laughs> listen there's so many good theories about that there's and so i many. like i see it i see uh, you yeah. out there theories and i'm like yeah man like i, I think there could be some validity to it I, I don't know. We might not ever know, but yeah. Anyways, clearly we like to go down Taylor Swift articles on the internet. Clearly. (laughs) So join our Patreon. Talk to us about what you think about Midnight's and uh, you can come down these rabbit holes with us. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you guys can follow us on uh, Instagram and share our posts and tell your friends. Yeah, please do. Come hang out with us. We're finally finishing up truth about forever next week and then we're starting just listen i know a few Mm -hmm. people in my life have been very excited for us to get to just listen and i am excited as well so get hype we got some good things coming down the pipeline we sure do so stay tuned and we love you take care of yourself